Yeah, I I think about selling it. So all the rumors that everybody <laughs> has heard, like <laughs> Lou wants to sell Brillo. Yeah, I I have wanted to sell it nine thousand times, <laughs> but but, but, <laughs> but I won't. So yeah, I'm stuck. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friend. Yeah, cheers to you, man. Yes. So I'm sitting here today, my buddy Lou. How's yeah, it going, man? How you doing? It it's going. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling uh, as good as I can for January, whatever the hell it is, ninth, tenth. <laughs> hell yeah! So for those, wow, of you- this is high tech, bro. I am impressed. So for those of you out there that don't know Lou, I know Lou through a place called Brillo Box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good old Brillo. Yeah. Yeah, man. So what's the deal with that? What's your your deal with Uh, Brillo Box? (laughs) (laughs) I know it's probably a complicated question to ask these days. Yeah, man. I ask myself that question every fucking morning. Is it all right if I say swear? No, you can fucking swear. You're fine. Yeah. Good, because I'm going to say a lot of them. (laughs) I'll tell you a story about, you know, that later on. Uh But uh, yeah, Brillo going into year 15. Wow. Um, Yeah, that's kind of catches me off guard every once in a while i don't really look at it in years as much as i look at it and experience and wildness that has happened there but yeah it keeps me going every day cool. i wake up try to find a way to to do it and every day so far i've seemed to find one <laughs> you know <laughs> so before brillo yeah started what yeah. were you doing what was I doing? I was a industrial and government sales rep for Snap-on Tools. Okay. Yeah, I sold tools. <laughs> oh man, this seems Where you, yeah. This seems so not you. No, it, it never was. <laughs> that like, was whoa. the problem, you know, for ten years before. You know, I did that shit for ten years and. I had. How did you get into that? Let's just keep going well, back. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's keep going. Um, how did I get into that? I was out of school. Um, my dad uh, had a friend who uh, ended up becoming my boss there. My old boss, Doug Laprando, and um, was golfing one day, and they were golfing one day, and kind of got me a lead into that, and. Yeah, I should have never done that. <laughs> I had no business ever being in. Is that it just job. like an opportunity and like an okay paycheck? Yeah, yeah that, that's that exactly sort of thing? what yeah. it was. I mean, I was, you know. Was, well, what else were you doing at the time, though? Like, y- you just know, bullshitting. Yeah, you know, at the time, I, I mean, I was out of school and uh, playing in a a little band with my my hometown buddy Shane and where's hometown uh greensburg okay yeah and he was living in an oakland at the time and 
then moved into Polish Hill, which brought me down here. That was probably the mid nineties. Um, but that, yeah, that job, I stuck it out for, I had no business doing that <laughs> shit, man. It was so intense. And, you know, intense how? What was crazy is, you know, I started, you know, 90, 98, I started at yeah. that job. So what was crazy about that job is like, I was, I, I, I dealt with these army bases and military. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Fucked up, man. Yeah. Especially 2001, mm. like 9-11. Sure. And like my job completely changed. I went from like going to schools and larger corporations and trying to sell them fucking tools and i didn't know anything about tools i still don't know anything about tools it, it was absurd but um then 9 11 happened and our business became like aimed directly at the military and doing military huh. yeah okay united defense you know, United yeah. Defense, and you know they're a contractor. That's crazy, but I guess I, that's stuff. Somebody's buying the stuff from someone, dude. I, I mean, it was really hard for me to bite my tongue back then, and you know, I was making money off of the war. I would go into United Defense three days a week, all day, and they would refurb tanks. Tanks that were blown out in Iraq, tanks that were Iraq's tanks blown out. And some of the crazy shit that I saw there, and yeah, it, it was a different time in my life. And I don't look back on those times very much. And I, when I do, not, not with uh, a whole lot of good memories. Sure. You know, but... um yeah, you know it 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 made me a little bit of who I am today, so I I don't know if I I totally regret it, but yeah, it was something I shouldn't have been doing. Well, eventually you stopped doing it. Yeah, true. So, yeah. that that chapter came to a close at yes, some point. Right. And was that what did Brillo have to do if anything with oh, the yeah. ending of that? So, what what was going on with Brillo is I mean, my sister and my brother-in-law were living in New York. They were looking to move back to Pittsburgh to be closer to family. Um, his family bought what is Brillo now. It was a bar called Zooties. Brillo Box. Brillo Box. Any of the, yes. any of the noobs out there, we can right. make that clear. Brillo Box. Yeah. The club, venue, bar, yes. restaurant. Right. We're ta- that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I apologize. Just, just, do, just yeah. make that clear. Right on. Cool. Um, <laughs> They bought that as kind of a children's hospital. It had just broke ground. They were making the flip. The idea was to hold on to the bar for a couple years till those two could find out what they want to do with their life, sell the bar, and then basically just to buy time and an investment. You know, um, The bar took off a little bit, but neither one of them are bar people. So... I agreed to help him out. At the time, I was still selling tools. Um, 
I started just working the door for them and, you know, giving them some ideas because I, on the other hand, spent a lot of time in bars. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And you had, you know, background yeah, playing and stuff. Yeah, so. right on. And, um, but, you know, those two are my sister and brother-in-law are two very, very smart, you know, art-based people. So I just kind of helped them out. And before you know it, there I was and eventually bought it off of them, you know? So, um, yeah, it's been a wild ride, man, a wild ride, but, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I imagine there, there was, a. <laughs> A, a lot that you, I'm sure you weren't getting and weren't expecting that you were going to be getting into oh, obtaining man. a business. Yeah. And over the years, so much just in the past decade, everything has changed. I feel oh, just like, God, man, like, like ways that you promote business, how expensive things are, how cheap some other things yeah. are. Uh, people like beer now like there's like all these like all these weird little nuance changes it changes bands don't exist anymore it's all djs (laughs) you're not shitting dude you're not shitting it used to be the opposite Uh right like and you know we used to get these emails from bands on the road and like oh my god this band from austin wants to play hell yeah this band from salt lake city wants to play and we just book anything and people would come just because it was different then. But, you know, just like anything else, anything that gets cool gets, you know, gets ruined. It, it, you get too many venues. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's a battle to book. And there's not a, the city is still small, man. Yeah. I think it's dense. There's a lot, a lot going on. It's not the, like the G, like on a, geographical if that's not the right. right word but that's it's a small city but there's a lot going on here yeah, yeah there's it seems like there's more going on here and other places where i go yeah just because like there's some bigger cities that we play that are objectively bigger than pittsburgh right like a like a philly i think philly's probably a bigger city than pittsburgh sure but i i feel like they don't have like half the shit that we do but that could also just be my personal experience yeah i mean there's there's got to be you know little nooks and you know the, the yeah the little dive spots and the yeah. hidden things that you don't know about unless you live there for sure the you know the the thing that i you know i think that i have noticed is I mean, everyone kind of gets, whether they do it themselves or we do it as a quote, quote, scene or whatever it is, kind of pigeonhole things a little bit. And like certain people won't go to certain spots, certain bands won't play certain venues, certain venues won't have certain bands, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, shame, yeah, I think it's a shame, but. You know, at the end of the day, we all we all got to find a way to keep it going. And yeah, I think it's it's a lot of bands aren't willing to step outside of their comfort zone. Yeah, a lot of promoters aren't yeah, willing that's to. True. A big part of it, especially when you're dealing with music, it's all promoters. Oh the pro- they, man, they don't they don't. I don't whether, deal with them whether they intend to be gatekeepers or not. Right, they all are, whether they care to admit it or not. Right, it's like the shows don't exist without them. 
And there's so many promoters that will only work with the same four or five bands because they're either because they're reliable or because they're easy to rip off. That's one of the two. That's one of the two. Right. And, you know, I always say there's, there's, there's three components to a show. It's like it's bands, it's the venue and it's the promoter. There's three and you're only going to make two of them happy. Someone's getting fucked. Sure. Every time. And what I have tried to do is like eliminate the promoter and just deal with individuals. It, 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 some pr- promoters have done some really good things for Brillo Box. There's no doubt about it. But I have a real hard time. What has happened, in my opinion, is so many venues have popped up and so many different options. Um, I'm not sure the bar or the band's best interests were getting taken care of. Oh, yeah. Right. You're working with, like, if you're working with a bigger promoter in the city, it's like the only, it's like nobody gives a fuck about the venue or the promoters. It's just like, oh, is this out of town band that nobody gives a fuck about getting their guarantee? Yeah, that's like all anybody's concerned about. I, I used to call them back scratcher shows. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't care. I mean, like, I'll, I'll talk some shit, and you know, I'm, I'm at the point now that I don't deal with them anyhow. So if they, they don't come to me, it doesn't matter. Um, but we used to have Opus One. Opus One used to do a lot of shows at our place, and we would get those back scratcher shows. In other words, maybe they would book, you know, um, looking back and God, this is years and years ago. Maybe they would get a big show from a, from a promoter that they could do at stage AE or wherever. But if you're going to do that show, you got to take this list too. Yep. So what they would do is send those shows to a Tuesday night at Brillo. And I got to deal with a, angry ass bartender i gotta find a way to pay the door guy i gotta pay the person upstairs taking the money i gotta and you know and then what they would do is they they send you you know you'd get a good show every three months like oh yeah we ain't done here, here you go we're gonna here's the backup singer from arcade fire we're gonna play at your bar tonight and, you know be like oh great you know 150 people came on a thursday night fantastic but boy, oh boy, I could tell you some horror stories, horror stories that have happened through the promoter, um, you know, having the bands back because they have to and the venue, you know, getting screwed over pretty good. One night uh, I was bartending and guy in the kitchen comes out and it's like, Lou, your car's covered in paint. I was like, what? He's like, your car is covered in paint. So I go out and we had given the band the green room, which is on the third floor. And they were digging around in the closets and found a bunch of acrylic paint of my sister's. And they threw it out the third floor window and just coated my car in paint. (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah, I was fucking furious, man. And they blamed it on a girl that was upstairs that was kind of local. And the more that kind of came out in the mix is she didn't even have anything to do with it. But, yeah, there's been some 
there's been some nightmares, but you know, not all of them. Yeah, still good, good stuff too. But you know, as they say, it only, it only takes one one bad egg. Oh God, right? God! So it sucks because as you like, you know, as you get older and you have these experiences, yeah. it's not even an age thing; it's just an experience thing. Yeah, it's like I already deal with so much shit, and you start like. I feel like being in the position that you're in and even the position I am in, yeah. it's like I deal with so many, I deal with so much bullshit on a week to week basis that like Tell it's me. so hard for me to trust anybody anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh man, you caught me on the right day. And it's brother. like, it's like, I don't even care. Like it could be somebody that like I've had a good relationship with for years. It's yeah. still like to a point, like I don't trust you. Yeah, well, because I mean, like every time somebody fucks you over when you weren't expecting it, it's always like I never would have expected that. Of course, so yeah, but it's, it's, you never know. Those are the ones that get you the quickest. Yeah, you never fastest. fucking know, and, it, it, and they hurt the most, man. Yeah, they really do. I, I I just had it happen today. I shouldn't talk about this, but I like I said, I don't give two fucks. Um, <laughs> I have my, my kitchen. Um, I've had to go back into my kitchen. I made a poor business decision back in May, brought in a new chef. It didn't work out. Long story short, good food, super talented guy. I, I just was selling the wrong product to the folks that come into Brillo. Anyhow, to cure that, I've been working every single day in the kitchen for the last five months. Um, I mean, every day, no days off, not even Mondays when we're closed. So um, I get one night off maybe three weeks ago, and uh, I'm like, fuck, I haven't been to jiu-jitsu. I'm going. That's it. So I get to jiu-jitsu. I'm leaving. I'm like, shit, I don't have my wallet. And I'm thinking back, and I was like, oh, I left it on the, on the uh, shelf at the bar. Excuse me. So I go back unannounced, and the kid working with me is fucking drinking a beer while he's working and i was like dude we're like training a new guy you know you're not allowed to drink beer don't, yeah don't do it and like like we're pretty relaxed with our employees after work do whatever the hell you want have a yeah. couple beers sure it's I'm like buying. it's one thing about like being cool but it's still fucking work like, man yeah like i was out like of if there. the wrong person would walk back that's there. what i said i'm due for a health inspection and like if they walk back and you're drinking a beer making a hamburger, I'm fucked. Dude. Yeah. I'm fucked. But, you know, it's I'm starting to learn and it's taken me a long time to learn and like you said it's the experience, not the years. Um but I'm 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 learning that like sometimes it's okay not to get super close. You know? I love those people. I mean, I've been with those people, Brian, who just left. We have been there together for going, we're, we're together to this last two months back for 15 years, you know, since day one. Katie Duty that works there, I mean, she's going on 10 years. Uh, Mo, she, she's been there at least six, maybe seven. So these are people that are family to me. Yeah. And are very good. Um, so that's really hard to, you know, all of a sudden be like, oh, okay, Lou, step back. But um, 
yeah, it's it's tough. You're definitely right. You, man, especially bringing in new people off the street. Man, it's, I'm lucky if I can get them to show up sometimes. Sure, you know that's the thing that like honestly scares me. This is like some of my first like old man moments I've had in my life. Yeah. Now as I enter Let's my as I enter my <laughs> mid thirties, I'm like really really concerned for the work ethic that people yeah. a generation beneath me have yeah i don't want to sound i feel it sounds so yeah, curmudgeon yeah but, but like it just truth. seems like it seems like it's nobody wants to do these jobs anytime no. i go to a place and i see a young kid serving yeah i'm like surprised i i'm listen, like oh my you don't want to be a fucking instagram influencer like you actually want to have a job this blows my mind yeah i uh i mean i the reason i've been in the kitchen for five months i haven't been able to find anybody and it's not i am willing to pay yeah you know i mean it just see it blows my mind like okay like it's a a decent kitchen job in the yeah, middle of the totally. fucking city easy my wife's been doing it with me the last couple of weeks she said to me the other night she's like you know what the money's good and it's easy I mean, she's a florist. Last thing she wants to be doing is like working a fryer and, you know, dropping it, chicken wings. It's but, all the attitude you put into it. Yeah, totally. But we have a nice time back there. We, everyone laughs and jokes, but yeah, it's rough, man. Right? No, I, I mean, I, nothing's easy. I think that's the one well, thing it that shouldn't be. everybody needs to get over right. real quick. It's <laughs> right. like, you know, it's like nothing's going to be Nothing. easy right just adjust get used to things not being easy and in the long term your life will actually be a lot easier yeah man (laughs) defeat right off the bat sure i mean that's a more aggressive way of saying it (laughs) that's you know every every once in a while i have to just realize that like yeah fucking brillo box got me by the dick man and that's just how it is it's the life i choose for not like waking up and having to call my boss at 7 a.m to you know kiss his ass sure you just have to kiss your own ass in your head right right every morning well now i kiss like 30 asses i kiss 30 employees asses (laughs) to get them to work and you know get that shit going but yeah yeah fuck it it's a lot to manage right i can't even imagine yeah, honestly it's, it's wild yeah it, you know since the kitchen always i i stayed away from simply because i uh i i always thought the people back there were capable and they always have been capable to, of taking care of business so like me going back there five months ago and so first i used to work in a pizza kitchen back when i was in high school so it had been 37 years since i'd worked in the kitchen <laughs> sure and but do I, you like cook food at home and shit like no okay fuck so, no, no, <laughs> no i don't fucking i don't when i'm home man i don't fucking do any my wife will my, my wife will totally fucking agree with the i don't do shit <laughs> fair enough <laughs> nothing i you know when i had more time i would but man if i can throw around some paint or you know get to jujitsu i'm fucking happy yeah, let, here let, let's but, dig let's dig into the let's dig into the loo outside of brillo yeah, box let's if you need oh, you're still good on that but if you mm-hmm. need another one let me know 
don't hesitate to ask. We can, I can get up and get one. Awesome. This, this isn't a big fucking deal. Everybody's, it's everybody will be patient. They can pretty wait. big deal. To they, me. they can wait for the <laughs> the drink. So Lou, outside of yeah. Battle Box, I do right. know. I obviously, I know you do the the, the the jujitsu. Yeah, right on. And I know that you do art and painting. Yeah. I've seen some of the stuff that you had upstairs yeah, at Brillo. Right I remember you showing it to yeah, me before. Cool. And uh, let's dig into that a bit. Yeah. So we'll start with the painting. Yeah. What's I'll, up with that? I'll How long have you been doing the art yeah, stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, 10 to 15 years, uh, somewhere in there. So around the same time Brillo started. Yeah, started as a joke. You know, my sister and I, my sister's like a incredible, incredible artist uh, to the point that her not making more art is criminal. Um, but like I would spend a lot of time with them back then. And as the bar was growing and we were all dealing with the growth of the bar. So I, we, you know, I just started painting with her on off nights and I really, really just sunk into it, man. I, I love doing it. I don't do it as much as I should anymore but there was some there was the time man oh god that's all i was doing but you know it's great drink a couple beers and smoke a little weed and fucking paint bigfoot and (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah that's it yeah i uh and i will get back to that but it was always just like a, a personal creative yeah, relief. It totally. was never like a I'm, I want to be an artist to be an artist. It's just like no, I just want to fucking paint shit. Man, yeah. Just, you know, I it's odd. Like people would always ask me, Are you selling your stuff? God, you gotta sell your stuff. You gotta make prints. Like I was like, no, I uh I just I just make it for me, man. Yeah. You know if and, you start doing that, it's not gonna be for no, you anymore. It's not. And it would then next thing you know, I'm you know taking requests on like what color do you think this should be? What do you want? Uh, fuck yeah, all that. And it's you know? not your art right? anymore. No, it's not mine. I don't want to. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I get back to that. I, I did a little painting this past summer, and that's the last time I I did because it was the last time I had time. But yeah, the, it looks like I'm going to have some time free here coming soon. That's so. awesome. Yeah, man. I always like think about the the independent musician and while i think that it's awesome for any musician or visual artist or whatever to be able to make money off of your work right i feel like if you're on like a really small level yeah and you try to focus on that like make all your money off of your music i think it ultimately ends up ruining the work because like you're changing the reason why you're making the art to begin yeah, with that's that's an interesting you know i, was I feel think- like the people that i know that have like full-time jobs and then have to like get up extra early to work on music or record stuff or have to you know not sleep to play a show that type of shit they yeah. all probably make so much better art than the people i know that don't do anything all the time because they're artists right and then all the music that they're making just sounds like desperate pleas for money in some way it's yeah. strange you know one of the the first years back very popular band at the at that time um and they were so commercially aimed and i was what band denora oh okay you remember denora yeah 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 and 
you know, and I was talking to Jake one night, the drummer, Jake Hanner, and I was talking to him and after a show and he's like, yeah, he's like, we, uh, we just, um, we just released a single that we made for a car commercial. And that was the first time I was like, I was really blown away. And I, I realized that, you know, there's another game that other artists play. And that was, you know, the commercial game sure. to sell. Oh, and yeah. To, and that was the first first time that I had really been like, whoa, for a car commercial. Nothing against them or what they do, you know, that product. Um, but I remember the first time saying, okay, selling out isn't what it used to be and doesn't mean what it used to be. Oh, no. Yeah. Right. Like I grew up in a time where like, if someone said you sold out, I mean, that was like spitting in your face. Right. And it just didn't seem to be that big of a deal anymore. No, I don't think it is a big deal because now everybody is a business everybody has an oh, instagram yeah. account brand, and right? everybody has their totally. own thing right. so it's cool because it's good i think for independent artists to be a little bit more business minded sure but it, it can go too far yeah. real fucking quick yeah if totally. you just get this you start getting distracted with things that ultimately don't matter yeah like i feel like if you're in a band and you make good music if it's legitimately good it connects right. with the people It'll spread. Yeah. But if you're making music that's kind of bullshit and you're trying to play this game of finding out the the internet algorithms and strategically posting things and trying to trick people into listening to your stuff, it's like your shit's not that good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You'd be surprised, man. When every morning I wake up, first thing I do is turn on my computer and start reading Brillo Box emails and uh, all, all for booking. And like the before the links to the music there's always you know 27,000 listens I knew you were going to say you know, yep 8,000 Instagram followers I'm like oh who cares right I'm like oh shit man it, like I get the same thing with uh people that my contact info has to be on a list somewhere and people think that like i'm like a a website and i like review albums or something (laughs) it's like not what i do but i get epks from bands all over the place all the time now and it's the same thing it's just like band that you've never heard of has garnered 1.5 million streams on spotify it's like i don't give a fuck if two people have listened to this yeah just tell me who you are and i will check it out and if i like it i like it yeah i don't care how it's like one of those things like did anybody ever see the like over 1 million served at McDonald's and feel a little bit hungrier? <laughs> yeah. They want to go there a little bit. It's like it doesn't matter. It's no. never mattered. No. I yeah, that's just how it is and it, and the booking like the, what has been like like rubbing me the wrong way lately is like if I get a obvious mass generated booking inquiry right where it just basically fills in brillo box and target dates yeah you know and i don't respond to it so 
I'm like, okay, I, I can tell this is going to, you know, 15 other venues in the city. It, it, it's more trouble than it's worth. Right. So, <laughs> so I, I, for about two weeks, I quit answering them. And then you get the follow back, like following up on this, following up on this. So the other day I typed back, I'm sorry, dude, show or date is N.A. That's all I wrote. So I finally get a personal one back. It says, do you mean, <laughs> do you mean show is N.A. is in like Naw surfer dude from California? Naw. I mean, I said, no, I mean, N.A. is in not available like I answer 25 of these a day and i'm sick of writing not available so i just show is nah yeah shows who uh, says that uh yeah i was he was just (laughs) fucking with me and i get it yeah like i was like man i'm sorry i i i i i honest to god i answer every single booking inquiry every single one i spend the first hour or two of my day just sorry man yeah let's try it what else do you have in mind? Do you have any other dates? I, I feel that, you know, being honest with those folks is is a better look than just my brother-in-law. Never. <laughs> I, w- I used to be with him. He'd just mow through him like, fuck, no, 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 no. But, uh, yeah, you know, you, we do the best we can. That's all. Yeah. That's it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, it's... Doing the best you can. That's all anybody can do uh, and anything. No this shit. is a good segue into your uh, adventures in jujitsu. Yeah. So I get my ass kicked. How's every that been? Day. How's that been mentally and physically and uh, spiritually? Uh, you know, you, you, those are all, man, it, those are all like really awesome, awesome questions and they're dead on. It's the most important thing and has made the most positive changes in my life. Um, being without it for the last five months, I have really noticed the other side. I used to talk about how great it was to have it. And like, and I'm no good at it, man. I, I'll be the first to tell you. I'm like, I, I still in the very beginning stages, I'm like in a year and a half in and like I get beat up every day and it's, but there's something to that. There's something to the, the reality of it. You know, I always Jake Miklo, who uh, is the owner of true believer where I go. He, um, I, I think I annoy him. Like I'm always trying to find like the religion in it. Right. And I always, I'm like, dude, like, so like, like what it is, is like, like it's just you and you're finding out about yourself and you're finding about your constant weaknesses and and doing the best you can do to get through that six minutes it's like no dude no that's not it (laughs) 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 and i'm like man um but put it this way when i'm doing it i'm a better human being than when i'm not doing it when i'm not doing it emotionally i'm a wreck Physically, I am different, uh, feel different. Mentally, I am far, I'm very, uh, a weaker person without it. 
So these last couple months, like I knew what it gave me. And now I know what I don't have. And yeah. it's the, wild that you don't know what you got till it's gone. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to quote, was you know, Cinderella? Cinderella. Yeah, yeah it was Cinderella. <laughs> I saw him on tour with Bon Jovi in Hell yeah. 88. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, or fucking A. Sounds slippery. Yeah, slippery and wet. <laughs> one wet tour, night songs tour, big show. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, I love it. And I'm looking forward next couple weeks to getting back in the groove a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good for me. It is. And, um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it, and I always do. I probably talk about it too much, but, uh, yeah, it's it's the best. No it's doubt. cool. It seems like you're almost approaching it in the same way that you approached painting. Yeah. Where it's like, oh. I don't even know if, like, being good at it is necessarily no. a goal of yours. It's just the, the practice of doing it. Yeah, and that goes back to, like, like me looking for, like, the quote, quote, religion in it. Um yeah, and you know that's the frustrating thing. The frustrating thing is that there there are goals, you know, and belts and and I want to say I don't care about them. And Jake always is telling me don't care about don't care about promotions, don't care, just work hard, you know. But you do. Right? Like I think I don't think it's a matter of that you should or shouldn't care. I think yeah. it's the reasons why you care. Uh, very good. You know, yeah, totally. um, is it a thing because like you feel the need to accomplish something to say you did, like you're almost like yeah. collecting a better social status or is it, True. do you want to achieve these things because you, it's a receipt of hard work. It's like a evidence yeah. of uh right. It's like a, a milestone in your life versus like a, a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, man, I wish, uh, I wish I honestly thought more like that, you know, and, and it, it doesn't matter. He's right. It doesn't like it, it matters that I feel good when I leave. It matters that it controls my temper. Yeah, certain situations, which I had a horrible, horrible problem with for the first 46 and a half years of my <laughs> life. <laughs> horrible. And the other day, it showed itself again, and my wife is like, you need to get your ass back to the gym. And uh, yeah, she's right. But yeah, I, I lost my temper behind the bar and yeah, it was fine. It was over in two seconds. But yeah, it sucks because I had been in total control of that for over a year and a half. You're still only human. Yes, true. So, right. At least you're not a robot. Yes. Be <laughs> thankful for that. <laughs> that is true. You know, yes. I, don't, I don't feel like emotions are a thing to be like ashamed of. Shit happens. Yeah, it does. I think what's really important is just not like what happened, but how you react and how you follow through. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're able to be self-aware and realize, well, I fucked up and then yeah, just, boy, isn't you know, that a, isn't that a, isn't that a crazy question to ask yourself? Like, or even realization of being like, man, 
I fucked up bad. Oh yeah, I, mean, I fucked up bad. Anytime yeah. you're in a, anytime that like there's a situation happening between you and another individual, you yeah. should always ask yourself first, like, what did I do? Yeah, I do. for this to happen. I know you do too. Yeah, it's like, I what mean, did I do? Did I legit? What did you know? Like, what am I responsible for here? Before I go off, the work I put in at home <laughs> when I go home after you know, work and, and like, man, did I say the right thing? Did I, did I deal with that the right way? Like, and it's hard, man. I'm in the fucking circus clown business. Everyone I deal with yeah. is fucking drunk. Well, I mean, it's right. It's yeah. like, it's like shit, man. And, and, you know, some of the, some of the, like looking back over the years, some of the things that have happened at that bar, and that have taken its toll on me the most probably weren't remembered by that person the next day you know oh that's fucking shit you think about but i (laughs) right i I, I, I just lay in bed and like oh man this one time these two twin girls came in and it was early saturday night maybe six o'clock they came in for dinner and they ordered drinks and i carted them both and I just didn't know what day it was. And it was their 21st birthday, twins. And I was like, you, you guys have to leave. We don't, we can't serve you guys. And she's like, why? What's the problem? What's the problem? And I was two days off on the date. Long story short, they were super upset. And my wife went over to the table it's like, Lou, they just turned 21 today. And I was so beat up by that, man. Well, it's I, just like embarrassing, right? It was embarrassing. And like, I had, I had, uh, I had, you know, I was shitty to those two girls. And I went out in my car. This is no lie. And sat in my car and bawled my brains out for a half hour. I was so upset. I went back in. They were still there. I sat down with him. I must have apologized to him for fucking 20 minutes. And, you know, it's it's odd. It's because it's not a very human, human, you know, arena, a bar. It's it, people's emotions and everything is fucking out of whack. And it's a hard place, you know, to do philosophical work. Man. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> And at the same time, very easy. Well, yeah, because um, there's a lot of sometimes there's a lot of transparency and openness because yes. of the uh, the liquid <laughs> the and old, things being exchanged. The right? old booze, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get you going, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 wild to make a you know to make a living doing it or try to make a living doing it. Yes, it's, it's an odd odd job. Yeah, that's something that I was curious to pick your brain about yeah. in terms of just being a business owner as yeah. long as you have been. Yeah. Um, you know, if I told you like, Hey, I'm thinking of opening up a venue. Yeah. Would there be like the first thing that you would say to me? If I just said like, Hey Lou, I'm thinking of opening a venue. What do you think? Do you have any advice for me? Where's your venue? <sighs> I mean, this is all, hypothetical right so i need to think so now i need need to think of a hypothetical so if you said pittsburgh i'd say the scene is watered down here um and you and you can start to see new venues that are popping up 
in the struggle, like the instant struggle. Um, the place in the South Side that opened up maybe two years ago. Oh, what the one, the one that what that the closed f- and changed hands. Closed and the stage at Karma. The stage at Karma at the st- yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. it was. Like I remember thinking, uh, you know, and I know some inside stuff that like that Ven- like poor James Street man. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, their thing was that yeah, Kevin. He's been on the show. Okay. Yeah. So, like, man, if I'm wrong, I, I, you know, I apologize, but they just got sick of doing it. There's no money in it. There's none. There's none. There's none. 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 Yeah, it, it's one thing. I think the the lack of funding and the that being outweighed by the amount of idiots just trying to take advantage of you and leech off you. Like fucking Peduto wants to do that downtown thing. And I'm like, all these little venues that have put in such yeah. fucking hard work, man, and like find a way to do it every day. It's like it, it can't. It has to happen organically. It has to that and like that that type of shit, like the stuff that they want to do. It's not. It's all. It's helping bands that don't have a problem getting paying gigs yes, already. Right. It's not helping totally. actual. So like, that's a good point. Yeah, we should we should talk about that and talk about how. Because I I wanted to get to this with you anyhow because I, I I'm anxious to see how you feel about this. The problem with running a venue in clipping the wings of the scene, like when I get a show. And someone approaches me for a show, I instantly have to think about, okay, is it quote, quote, worth it? So I'm thinking, and, and because I have to, in the, yeah. in the current market, in the current, you know, business vacuum, first thing, is it worth, are, are we going to get bodies out for this, you know? And that's the first thing I go to. So I can't give that band that might be really good and might have potential. I can't give them a shot, you know, and I can't give them the fair shot that they need. And, and that goes on everywhere, man. So I got to worry about what spirits doing. I got to worry about what Thunderbirds doing. I got to worry about, you know, howlers even, what are they doing? What are they having on that night? Where have you played? So, getting a show, Gooskies, I mean, God bless Gooskies, man. Um, getting a show is a lot harder now, I think, than what it used to be. You, you getting know? like a successful show? Just getting a show, period. I mean, if you're a band, like band, booking a show. Band trying to get a show, right? Um, you know, it's, there's, it, what I have to get into to say yes to a local band trying to get, get a show. First thing I do is like, okay, will you take a Thursday or a Sunday night, you know, from doing your event at Brillo, what your, your party is nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. You get 200 plus through the door. Yeah. Um, from a dollars and cents standpoint, you get 200 people having a crazy ass time boozing, 
you're happy at the end of the night i'm happy at the end of the night perfect yeah you have a rock and roll show if i get 60 people to a rock and roll show they get buy a beer turn around and stare at the band for 45 minutes right switch go get a beer another 45 minutes it's a different business so now i'm so heavy on dance parties because i have 32 employees and i have a seventy-five thousand dollar a month operating expense wow at Brillo. that's crazy is that crazy that's fucking that's nuts. everything that's liquor that's beer yeah. that's food but 75 grand a month is what it takes to run that thing that's fucking nuts yes <laughs> I mean, crazy. if you would have asked me to guess how yeah. much it cost a month to run that place i don't think i would have i don't think grand. i would have said that's anything. everything that's that's the employees but that's there's so much heating, about what you do right like, there's so much in that place yeah and um yeah and you know the hardest thing is to like for people to understand all that money going in the register ain't going in my pocket it just whoosh, dissipates yeah uh, every other <laughs> no i mean like i it's like i just i want to make it clear like i love burlo box well thank I've, you i've loved that place for a long time before thank i even started doing my space right. night there um the environment is fucking killer the food's that. always been fucking awesome thank you it's reasonably priced yeah i think playing there is awesome in a band hosting events there is great the room is tight everything about that place is Thanks. great and um I'm glad that it's been open for as long as it has been because yeah. it's a fucking awesome place. And, you know, it, I, it, it I, is a struggle to keep it open, man. Yeah. I, and I'm being honest, and this is real talk. I mean, about once every couple months, I have like <laughs> the light pops on and like, uh, and we're real talk here. After this uh, past summer, I was at the beach with two of my buddies camping three of my buddies i'm sorry and my wife calls me and is like i just talked to the accountant and we are in huge trouble and this is after the kitchen experiment was in its was a huge red flag at the time i knew it and um the accountant's like they're giving us three weeks three to six weeks to be open before we close wow and I had to come back, and I let go, I think, five people, and which really sucked. And that's when I started in the kitchen, and I started working. I wasn't paying myself at all for two months. And just to get the business financially right, went back to doing what Brillo did right, and just simple food, reasonably, reasonably priced, good food. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's taken a while, but we sat down with a broker and we're ready to, we're ready to sell. And we we were filled out the papers and we were getting ready for a walkthrough and we're sitting at a table much like this. And it's my wife and I, and three, three, uh, three of the brokers are sitting three suits, three suits. Yeah. Nice people though. Cool. But, um, you know, my wife's got a floral business on the side. So she has security. 
And these three people obviously want me to sell my bar. <laughs> so they, I mean, right? I mean, they're not, they're not humanitarians. They're business sure. people too, right? Sure. So they, they're they, looking at me thinking. They don't give a fuck about your emotional dilemma. Right. And your personal attachments. So I'm looking in about three quarters. I was ready to do it. I honestly was I'm like, fuck it. Get out. I'll, you know, I'll find something else. And I'm realizing, well, not that my wife is ever against anything. She's super supportive of anything. But she doesn't really, she's done with Brillo. She's got bigger fish to fry. So she's, you know, she's just like, get done. You you know, I'm worried about your mental health, blah, blah, blah. And these three are trying to make a buck. And I'm like, I'm the only fucking one that's losing here. I got to find a fucking job now. Yeah. At 48 years old, that's been, you know, doing nothing but running a bar for 15 years. I'm the one who's fucking sweating. So we left that meeting and I said to my wife, I'm like, I'm, I will turn this fucking thing around and I'm going to do it. And I've knock on wood, you know, it's, it's been, it's been good. And, uh, it didn't take long to get it healthy again. That was the good thing. But man, oh day. Yeah, I, I think about selling it. So all the rumors that everybody <laughs> has heard, like <laughs> Lou wants to sell Brillo. Yeah, I I have wanted to sell it 9,000 times. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> but I won't. So, yeah, I'm stuck. Fair enough. Right? So, yeah. So Let's, did we get into the? You said you wanted to get into me get into something with me about a thing. Yeah, we're just talking about basically, you know, how hard it is to grow the music scene when you have venues watching their bottom line. Yeah. Right? And, well, hopefully with local shows, you don't have to deal with promoters. But um, Most of the bands that I know in the city that are doing really well right now are promoting their own shows. Yes. And it's just a matter yes. of, you know, you know, fuck a promoter, find out who runs yeah. the spot and talk with them and try out some things. That's if your it. events don't work out, then humbly bow out yeah. and, you know, whatever. But if you can build a relationship with the people that run the bar, totally. that's the best way to do it. I deal with John Roman now who who approaches me with shows. I deal with Spinda sometimes when he has something um you know basically anyone who is i have a history with i have an ear for like hey lou i have this show yeah let's do it yeah right that's i i feel like that honor system and like hey i have something it's like you have the space so it's there and you know you could probably have shows there every night if you wanted to but if you're doing like back scratching shows and things like that, where it's just yeah. wasting everybody's time, it's like, it's better. It's easier just to keep the doors closed. Oh, but it's, it's good to have the eventually avail- it's good to have the availability though. If like somebody that, you know, and kind of trust, yeah, we'll say totally hits you up with something. And it's just like, Hey, we can do this. Yeah. The other thing too, is I think it's like being transparent with people and just being honest with people like, Hey, like, I have a band from out of town, my friends. It's like, I think that maybe we can get like 30 people to show up. That's like, enough is, for me. Is your spot like, you know, totally. could we do this at your spot? Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? That's it's going to be, a, you know, 
fucking Wednesday night. It's not going to be a huge crowd, but some people will come out. Yeah. Yeah, just I, let people I, know instead of like, oh, we have 4,000 followers on Instagram right, and all of right. these things. You know, well, we like, did this show. We did this show over at, you know, yeah. over at, at Venue X and all of the negative things pushed aside. Yeah. Let's say I want to open up a venue. Okay. Yeah. Let's what was a positive thing that you would tell me? A positive thing is you're going to, you'll meet a lot of fucking really awesome people. You will. Yeah. And I have. I am blessed for the friendships that I have made through that place. I've lost a few, um, which I regret. But, I mean, for whatever reason, there's, uh, I'm sure Spirit has the same thing. I'm sure, you know, there's this imaginary a cloud if you will that like 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 it used to be you know people would say fuck brillo box but like brillo box is really nothing it's a fucking room with that serves food and drinks we don't have any like ideals of like let's go out and fuck these people over tonight or you know there's no evilness it's just what it is it's kind of made by the people i don't have anything to do with that sure you know so you know i if you were starting a venue man i mean i would i would tell you to play the small game rather than try to play a big game. Sure. Right. Um, it's just the expenses and heat and AC. My God, <laughs> you know, these bigger venues like Thunderbird, when they opened up, I was like, how in the fuck are they going to pay to heat that fucking <laughs> place? Right. And the Roxy in and fucking, the first thing I thought was, holy shit, like, why would you have a room that size? Even Spirit, I mean, but like, man, on a Tuesday night, when you got eight people sitting at the bar and you got to have the heat on and you're paying all these fucking employees and you're bleeding money, it's a lot easier to do it in a little room than it is with a big room. So I would start small. Would I ever do another venue again? Probably not. You know, we had talked about taking the operation. What about, I don't mean to cut you off. No. But you finish your thought and then I'll I'll follow up with my question. No, we were thinking about perhaps opening another spot, not a Brillo box, just a small in Ligonier a couple years ago. And we're just going to try to do just good food, good beer, basic kind of something different that was going on at in that area at that time. I had lived there for a while. It's cool. It's, but, uh, yeah, it's so, so much different. We could have bought this place, this huge place <laughs> with a liquor license and fucking giant, giant bar for $120,000, which I could probably sell my liquor license for that much in the city. Um, but 
Yeah, we backed out of it. Uh, long story short, but we weren't going to do another venue. We were just going. Yeah, to- I was gonna. My question was going to be like, yes. if you were to open up another place and you could eliminate one of the three elements—bar, mm. restaurant, venue—what would be the first one you cut out? Yeah, I think this is going to be it for me for <laughs> for bars, restaurants, and I think Brillo is going to be my yeah, just but my of my those thing. three. What do you think is like the most like? Right. money bleeding right um now if if we're doing like events like your event um and you know union and slappers and bangers like these big parties that i have not i have you guys have that i host host yeah um I'd cut out the fucking food. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I would. Uh, Yeah, food sucks. I mean, there's no money to be made in a kitchen. Uh, All these restaurants popping up. I mean, they're all struggling. Yeah. I I know for a fact. Uh, I'm struggling. I know they're struggling. Fuck, I'm struggling, and I have people coming, you know, and I'm busy. Um, Yeah, it's, shoot. None of it's, none of it makes sense. The alcohol, the food, the... It's it's wild. Like, even thinking about, like, my day job, I work at a record label and distributor. Yes. And whenever, like, we are buying records for distribution, it's yeah. like, we're buying pieces for 11 bucks to wholesale them for 14 Right. So, it's like... There you go. All this rigmarole for three bucks. Three bucks. And how far does that three bucks have to go? Yeah. That's not going into Brian's pocket. No. Right? Fuck no. That's not going straight. And there. I imagine that's the same thing with like the that's food, it. like always needing to be that's stocked up on shit. It's yeah, seventy five grand a month, right? Yeah. So like I gotta make seventy five oh one before I start <laughs> making money. And <laughs> if I make money. Yeah. Fuck, and man. there's not there's not many months. I mean I I don't mind. I like talking about this part of the business because people are under the assumption that like that people that do this and choose this life are rich and they are not like Brillo made money. I think three years ago, every other year it's lost money every single year. Last year, I think we lost 15 grand, um, which is good. <laughs> it's actually good when, yeah. it, when everything's said and done, if that's what you lose, that ain't bad. You know, but yeah, it's, um, I just bought a job. That's all I did. I didn't buy, I didn't buy anything. I bought a job and my poor wife, I, I must've apologized to her 9 million times. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I got you into this. I'm so sorry. I got you into this, but I couldn't do it without her also. So totally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Understood. It's wild. Well, we've hit our hour, my friend. So we're probably going to wrap this up. Oh, yeah. We hit it. I know the camera only says 19 minutes. It resets every 30. Oh, that's all right. But we're an hour four over here. Oh, shit. Yep. All right. So that was great. We've hit our hour. I could bullshit with you forever. Right. We'll do it it again sometime. You tell me. How about that? I'll be here. That'd be tight. I'll fucking be here and I'll be on time too. Yeah. yeah but until it's all good, man. Yeah. It's trust me. If I feel like if I didn't have the patience 
yes. to deal with somebody maybe being a few minutes late every right. now and then, I wouldn't have a podcast anymore. Yeah. In the same way, if you weren't patient to some degree, you wouldn't have Brillo Box. Yeah, you anymore. have you have a very you have the perfect demeanor to be doing this. I'm really impressed. You do awesome. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. I appreciate it too. Well, it's been a pleasure as we cheers the last little bit of our beers. That's it. And uh, yeah, no, it's awesome to chat with you. It's cool yeah, to man. get a little bit of backstory, Absolutely. get some insight on, right on. owning a business, owning. Yeah. I'm not just kissing your ass because you're no, sitting I, here, but legitimately you. one of my favorite places in thank the city. You, that means um, a lot. I love doing MySpace night there. I would love to do more there if the stars ever aligned, but I, it's an awesome place. I love just being there. Like I yeah, said, I went you. in on Friday night, just hung out, getting yeah. drinks and food, had a good awesome. time. Good. I love that spot. Any any chance I get to be there, so you let me know and we'll align the stars. Yeah, well, we'll chat once the camera stops rolling. Awesome. But until then, that is all, folks. Thanks so much thank for listening. One more time, Lou. Brian, thank you for you, being man. here. Thanks for all that you do. Thank and you, if you man. haven't been to Brillo Box, go go get some food. Please go to a go show. fast. Come to MySpace <laughs> night. Do yes. the thing. Come yeah. hang out or check out another event. Right. But until then. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2020 or 2020, however you want to say it. Whoop, whoop. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. That's it. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, bro. You got it. That was great.